Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Jamie Baines. Today's guest is Denise Coleman, a mother, daughter, and employee of the Richmond Police Department. Denise epitomizes positivity and optimism, so obviously I had to ask her to be on the podcast. We worked together for many years in the Major Crimes Division of the Richmond Police Department, and in all those years, I have never seen her down, depressed, or angry. She always has a smile for everyone, and if she thinks that you're down, she'll do her best to bring you back up. You'll be able to hear this in her voice from the very first sentence in the interview. Everyone, and I mean everyone, should be lucky enough to work with a person like Denise. I hope you enjoy the interview. Hey, Denise, how are you? Hey, Jamie, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Can you introduce yourself for us? I am Denise Coleman. I'm from Richmond, Virginia, and I work for Richmond Police Department. And did you grow up in Richmond, Denise? Yes, I grew up in Southside. And you go to Richmond Public Schools? Yes, I attended George Worth High School, graduated in 2000. And what do you do now for the Richmond Police Department? Right now for the Richmond Police Department, I transcribe for the Major Crimes Unit, as and, well as other units in the department. And just so people know, what do you mean by when you say you transcribe for the, uh, for uh, the detectives and other people? Transcribing uh, is a, would be me typing out what's being said in an interview when and you guys have, bring in. You have to do it verbatim, right? You get So everything that is said, every, um, do you have to do like every um, every ah, uh, all that stuff? Everything. Everything. Yeah. And how long did it take you to learn that? Well, it took me, I actually, actually I went to school for medical assisting and I did the medical transcribing. So it didn't take me very long to catch on to the legal aspect of transcribing. What is the longest one that you've ever done? Wow. Longest transcript I've ever done would be about six hours. Ooh, do you do that all in one shot, or do you have to break it up and take breaks every hour, or how does that work? Well, with the six-hour one, I, that's not in one shot. That would most likely take me a couple of weeks, because then after I type everything out, I have to go back and proofread it, and I go back over it a couple of times to make sure you know I don't have any mistakes on it before I send it out to the Commonwealth Attorney. Is it hard to understand, like, detectives or defendants or anybody, I mean— how do you how do you get through that kind of stuff? Because I'm sure I know myself. I mutter sometimes, and I know people I talk to, interview mutter. How do you deal with that? There are difficulties at times with the muttering or more than one person talking at a time. But with the equipment that we have, you know, I'm able to adjust the sound and block out any you know outside sound so that I can hear you hear the guys better yeah. but it is difficult and sometimes you know it may take me a little longer what do you think the uh and i know you have to listen to the interviews do you do you find yourself getting emotionally involved with some of the the worst cases uh yes yes and those are the times where i have to do a little bit and get up and you know take a little break or walk around and come back to it what kind of cases really get to you that you've transcribed that have kind of stuck with you? Um, the ones that really stick with me are the ones that we get from youth and family involving the children. And then and I, so, I mentioned before, and 
there's so many crimes against children going on, and I, so I probably less than half or at half are reported. So I'm sure you've heard some pretty terrible things. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And how do you deal with that? Because, and the reason that I that I wanted to talk to you, Denise, is because you are absolutely one of the most positive people that I've ever met in my life. You are always smiling. Anybody who knows you knows that you are always smiling. You are always upbeat. You're always joking around. Um, so how do you... Thank how, you. you. No, thank you. How do you manage to, to just keep doing that? I know, you know, we live in a tough time and there's all... there's everything going on but you just stay so positive what is your what is your outlook what keeps you going the way you go i am a very optimistic person you know so i try to focus mainly on keeping a sane mind i work out i pray you know um i try to focus on goals that i'm trying to accomplish so i just try to keep that positive attitude were you raised as in a positive household? Was your were your parents were they positive? Um, siblings positive? Yeah, I had very positive parents. Um, I grew up in the church with my mom, so you know, we were taught a lot about God and to lean on God during hard times. So I've carried that on throughout my life and always will. And do you see do do other people you know? Do you think more people need to do that? Um, what would be your, I guess, advice to people in, in dealing with stuff and dealing with just the um, just some of the terribleness that goes on in the world? I, I know you say religion, um, talking to God, leaning on God. Do you think that's for everybody, or what do you have you talked to other people well, who don't do it? What do you think? It may not be for everybody, but I would suggest that you, whatever you do, make sure you take time to yourself to do it whether it's a hobby, something you like doing, fishing, hunting, shopping, you know, something that you enjoy. Take that time for yourself to unwind so you can focus and remain positive and get back to it. What And what are some of your favorite hobbies that, that you do? Could you? I know you said you work out. Um, what other kind of stuff do you do? Or is workout your main thing? Right now, working out is my main thing. Um, I also, I like to go fishing. I love, you know, I enjoy hanging out with my family. And how Um, large is your family? Siblings, mother, father, how large, how large is your family? An extended family too? Well, yeah, extended family too. Um, I have 15 aunts and uncles, so I have an abundance of cousins. (laughs) (laughs) And I have three sisters. And you know I have a son as well, so you know I'm always busy. Right. And how old is something. how old is your son? He's twenty. Twenty years old. Okay. And then years old. and uh, now is he as, just as positive as you are? He he is. I try to instill that in him as well. He's very positive. And what do you guys do together? What does he enjoy doing, or what do you guys enjoy doing together? Everything. Does he like fishing with you? Does he work out with you? Yeah, he likes all of those things, and I really enjoy because now he's in college, so. You know, I have to enjoy the few months that I have with him while he's home, and he'll be going back soon. So when he comes home, we hang out, out to eat, fishing, shopping at the mall, whether I'm running errands, you know, for him or with him, just having that time together gets me through. And I got to say, because you are, you're so beautiful and you're so put together, and I just, I don't, and this is going to sound horrible, I don't see you fishing. I've never, I had no idea that you... <laughs> 
I had no idea that you fished because you're always every time I see you at work. Every time, Denise. Every time I see you at work, I mean, you, you just you just look so nice and so lovely, and it's, just, it, it's, it's I know it sounds horribly horribly sexist, but I just can't see you fishing. So like, so tell me about. It. Are you fishing off a boat? Are you are you fishing off? What do you where are you fish? Are you deep sea fishing? What are you doing, boat. Denise? Tell me. We're what? on a boat. We're on a pier. You know. <laughs> And have you been? Well, you know, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, go ahead. Tell me a fishing story. Growing up, I hung out with my dad more so than my mom. You know, my dad passed a year ago, so wherever my dad went, I was there. Uh huh. Whether he was fishing, he was working on cars. Working on cars was mostly his thing. So you know, I was right there getting dirty with him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, people, if they knew that they know you, they would not believe that. They would I know, not believe I it. Know. And was your dad a big fisherman? <laughs> Not really big on fishing. He was big, very big on working on cars. He re- rebuilt old model Chevelles, and that was just his thing. Well, how did you get in, into fishing if your dad wasn't that much? And you just like it? You just like catching those fish? Well, to me, it was more so peaceful with the water and everything. Okay. Yeah. Are you catch and release or are you catch and eat? I've done both, catch and release and catch and eat. So the, when I did the catch and release, that really got me. That's when I really, you know, I said I want to do this again. And I picked up on fishing. No, and how long, so how long have you been fishing for, Denise? Um, I am not going to say my age on here. Don't say your age. Um. Don't say your... <laughs> <laughs> Of course, you already said you graduated. Well, you already said you graduated in 2000, right? But I'm not yeah, trying to remind I'm people of your I was age. Younger. Okay, you're Let's younger. Just put it, I was younger. Let's yeah. put you, you, okay, so you've been fishing for maybe a year or two, right? Something like that. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what is the biggest fish you ever caught? Well, I haven't made it to a big one yet. Well, so. well are we talking goldfish? <laughs> what is the what's the biggest one? Um. I can't. What do you? Mean? I can't say I've caught really big fish. I because I haven't. <laughs> you can tell a little. Lot. You can tell a little. Normal size. I can't lie, Jamie. That's little one, one thing I can't do. <laughs> you can tell. You can say you I caught can't. a shark. You can say you caught a, a blue marlin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't tell a lie, Jamie. All right, all right. Well, you can't tell a lie. I need to think of a juicy question to ask. Oh boy. No, we're not going to do that to you. We're not going to do that. <laughs> but I just want. I want people to know. Just how such a, a nice, wonderful person you are. Because I know you post every. It seems like everything you post on Instagram, you have your own Instagram page. It's all so positive. It's all so positive. Um, now, as a Richmond native, do you still love Richmond? I do. Do you? Do you? I do. And has like um, I guess within the last few years, I mean, stuff has changed. Um, Richmond's gone through changes, kind of good and bad. What do you see? What what keeps you so, what makes you love Richmond so much? Um, most, mostly because I was born and raised here. Uh, you know, with growing up with family here, meeting friends at school here. You know, just the upbringing that I had here. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will see Richmond in the news and think um, mainly negative stuff. And I grew up in Richmond as well. And I still really enjoy the city. I still really enjoy the people in the city. Um, I don't think Richmond is represented well in the media a lot because you right. know they tend to focus on the negative so much. But what is, what is your hope for Richmond? What would you like to see 
become enrichment? What what changes would you like to see? And I know I'm I'm coming at you out of left field, and I apologize. We didn't rehearse any of this, um, so I'm not trying to put and you on the fine. spot. And these are things that I we you know discuss with coworkers. You know, um, right now there's a lot of crime going on in Richmond, mm-hmm. and what I would like to see right now is for our community to come together, as well as you know the police department, mm-hmm. our mayor, everybody come together and put an end to this. Do you, Not, you know, do, wh- and how, how do you think, what do you, th- what do you think? This is just you and me talking. What do you think the best way to come together is? What would you recommend if you had your wish? How, how can people come together? You have to start in the community. You have to start your outreach in the community, you know, becoming more social with, uh, different areas of the city becoming so the citizens can become more comfortable with you know the police because mm-hmm. I know the police have had a lot of backlash you know mm-hmm. and uh, I, I really do think that would make a positive impact on the community and it's so like getting out in the community and doing more than um, just policing the community right and, and just like enforcing but actually getting in there getting it involved Um, And just becoming a part of the community. Right. Absolutely. And then you mentioned like the mayor too. Do you want, you want to see the mayor and like the elected folks get more involved as well and just kind of come down and it just seems like politics and I I can't stand politics. I don't want to talk about it. Um, Politics just to me seems like it hurts because people seem to get behind one party or another party and not, and not help out the people. Right. They maintain that one focus for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's, you know, I think, again, I love Richmond. I think Richmond is a very diverse place. I think for the most part, the people in Richmond get along with one another. Uh, but obviously I, I agree with you also that more community, more outreach, more just being involved with each other and learning about each other and talking with each other. Right. Absolutely. Well, anything in closing, Denise, that you want to talk about that I didn't think to ask you? I know I came out of left field and right field and all over the place. Um, well, there's nothing I can think of other I, than I miss, see, I miss seeing you. And I miss seeing you, too. And so just so people know, Denise and I worked together for many years when I was a homicide detective in Richmond. We're on the same floor, and I walk by her office every day. And Denise always has a smile, is always positive. Um, I'm going to put a picture of her up with this podcast, and I had no idea that she fished so much. So that's something we're going to talk about later. But <laughs> thank you so much, Denise, for coming on the podcast, and I hope we can, you will you come back life. and talk some more. Absolutely. Okay, Denise. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's it, guys. As you can probably tell, this podcast wasn't scripted. Or rehearsed. I seriously had no idea that Denise enjoyed fishing. It completely boggles my mind. I know, I know, women enjoy fishing, but Denise just doesn't seem like the fishing type. Now, if she came into the office wearing a yellow rain jacket, hats, and rubber boots like the Morton's fisherman, then maybe I wouldn't have been so surprised. Regardless, I thoroughly enjoy each and every interview I do for these podcasts. So many people are willing to talk to me and share their stories. So as long as people keep agreeing to talk to me, 
I'll keep on putting these podcasts out. And for a bit of financial housekeeping, I know there's supposed to be a way to monetize podcasts, to get sponsors and etc. But I'm not interested in that, and besides, no one is trying to sponsor me. I do this because I enjoy the people that I interview and want to pass on their good vibes and spirits. To be honest, I've never even listened to a podcast, so I don't know if I'm doing them correctly or not, nor do I care. If just one person, besides me of course, is uplifted because of what they've heard on these podcasts, then it's worth it to me. The same goes for the books that I write. If they never get published mass market, that's fine. The readers that enjoy them want me to keep on writing them, so I will. They enjoy reading them, and I enjoy writing them. So to all the independent authors and poets, bloggers and podcasters, playwrights and content producers, keep doing what you're doing. You're appreciated by the people who count. I've read and seen some of the garbage that gets pushed out mass market. Our stuff, as independence, is a million times better. Don't get discouraged, and don't give up. Everyone take care of one another and ignore the people who want to divide us. Thanks for listening.